welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Straight from New York. Yo, yo, this handsome man. You yo, yo. are now fucker, tuned yeah. in to Al Joe the Funk Master. Watch a grill yoga knock that cold fast and talking shit. Now we talking facts. Where the man are off the back. You in trouble came to burst your bubble. I don't shelter punches. They find home on your mind about a devil. It's the weekly scraps. You don't need a map. GPS, I'm right here to lead the death. The world doesn't know it needs, but I grow disease. Planet fucker name and the fame. Only legacy remains. Remember the name. Al Jermaine Sterling. Oh. It ain't shit, it ain't shit, motherfucker. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the weekly scraps episode something. Episode something something. We've been we've been rock and rolling, man. One seventy eight. I feel yeah. like it's one seventy eight. Well, that what we just filmed is one seventy eight. This is one seventy nine. Okay, all right. So we're rocking and rolling. We're crushing right. We're crushing it right now. Honestly. We got UFC 276 looming upon us. It is a big fight event, and uh, I'm super excited about this one. I mean, I don't oh know which God. fights you're looking forward to, but... Uh, I mean, the main event, obviously. Izzy? So, this is what I wanted to ask you about Izzy. He keeps... He said his game plan <clears throat> was to... F- he's, he said about Jared, he's just going to fuck him up. <laughs> That's his game plan. <laughs> And I'm just curious, like, from your perspective, when someone says something like that, does that sound credible? Or do you think he's just building up the fight? Or do you think, like, I hear that and I go, maybe he doesn't, maybe he's not that confident in his game plan. I don't know. What do you What do you think? Uh, a little bit of both. I, I can see him kind of just wanting to be like, you know, I just want to get in that ass kind of thing and get back to that style of Izzy Adesanya because I feel like a lot of people have been wanting to see that for yeah. quite some time now. Um, the last one, Marvin Vittori, didn't quite go like that. No, I mean, it was a close was fight. Rob. Yeah, but that one, and it, yeah, but yeah. they're both close oh, fights. Oh, you yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he wants to get back to that, like the style bender, what he did to Paulo Costa type, type of thing. That's what you'd like to see. That's what you would like to see. Because he's getting a lot of like criticism that. that he's a boring fighter, which I think is annoying because if you really like the sport, you just, you, I feel like you just take it for what it is and you like appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. Because that's MMA can turn out anyway. It could be a Paula Costa type fight or it could be a Marvin Vittori type fight where it's not as exciting, but it's still like you can appreciate it for what it is. But I think he probably feels that pressure to, to put earn on his, something super exciting. Yeah. For his contract purposes. And I get that. That makes a lot of sense to me. But at the same time, it's like you don't want to rush and run to something like he did with Yoel Romero. And he got clipped that one time in the first round. He was like, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to sit on the outside and kick his legs. Right. And Jared Cannonier is a savage. It's hard. Yeah. So. These are my sleepy beers. It's actually So this actually has caffeine in it. It's like um, CBD, CBG, CBC, and THCV. So a lot of like... <clears throat> Stuff that I don't really understand, but it's supposed to make you feel good. Cannabis type shit. Yeah. Interesting. So, shout out sleepybeargummies.com. Do you have a code or something? I do. It's called Funk Master. I think you give them like 20% off or something like that. Sleepy Bear Gummies, code Funk Master. Yeah. Go get it. These are actually the Day Bear. So, they have the Sleepy Bears, but this is Day Bear, which actually keeps you awake, which is actually pretty nice. So, I like trying these. Give me a little natural boost of energy, you know? Dude, yesterday I had coffee and two monsters because I was so sleep deprived. <sighs> yes, it was rough. Beach bro. day, bro. Yeah. 
Sunday fun day. Um, what do you think about the? This is such a stacked card. Holy crap! Yeah. I was saying the the prelims could be like a like a stacked main event on a fight night. Yeah, hundred percent. That's how stacked this card is. You look at the name value. I mean, right. Gary, young guy coming in, but hot right now. Cerrone, Jim Miller, Uriah Hall, Jessica. I even though I know she hasn't been winning like at all lately, but still a notable name, popular. Macy yeah, you Barber. know all these people. Yeah, like Munoz, O'Malley, Pereira. He wins this. He's possibly fighting Adesanya if Adesanya could beat Cannonier. There's a lot. There's a lot going on in this card. Volkanovski, yeah. Max. It's an insane fight night. Well, pay per view event. Yeah, when you have, oh man, when you have two title fights like that, and then like all the rest of these fights on the main event are just super exciting, like potential matchups. Did you see what Sean said about Pedro? <laughs> he said nobody's ever knocked out Pedro. He listed all these guys that yeah. he said you, somebody else, somebody I mean, else. I'm not a knockout artist, so right. using me is not, yeah, hey, Sean, it's not a good comparison, so, um, I actually like his headspace though. He's like, I don't like. He he realizes if he finishes Pedro, the statement that makes when every when, in the midst of everyone saying he's like, not as legit as he seems because he hasn't fought anybody good. Yeah, like that. And there's nothing wrong with that, but at the same time, it's like, all right, you you are fighting Pedro coming off of multiple wars now, coming off a war with myself, coming from a war with Jimmy Rivera twice. Coming off a war with um, Frankie Edgar, then coming off a war with Dominic Cruz, and coming off a war with Jose Aldo. What are we talking about? It's like, yo, you're going <laughs> to knock him out after all these wars he's been in? Like, I mean, I would think if the right person comes along that's a striker, if they hit Pedro pretty good, he's probably going to go down at this point. I mean, the guy's you like think? 35. That would be crazy. But still. Well, since we're actually talking about this, he's 35. Yeah, 35. He's 5'6", and his reach is 65 inches, bro. O'Malley, yeah. 27, 5'11", 72-inch reach, longer than my reach, which is crazy. And DraftKings has the odds at plus 220 for Pedro and Sean O'Malley for minus 260. So since we're here, this is the main card opener, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. Maybe, or is maybe Robbie Lola, Barbarina? Because this is on ABC. So when you no, said it- that, when you said there was only four fights on the main card, you might actually be right because it's on ABC. Oh, it's not a pay-per-view? It is a pay-per-view, but it's oh. on ABC Network. Not, Interesting. Not on ESPN. So they might have time constraints. So with that being said, they might only be, because it's two title fights, that's 50 minutes right there. Mm-hmm. And then you got to account for the walkout. You got to account for the, the time in between rounds. Um, so this might be just a four-fight main card. Um, yeah, no, they are. If you look on the website, they open the card. Okay. So the, that the might main, be correct. The main event, I mean. Yeah. So the main card. So, what was I saying? Where was I getting at? I don't know where I was going with that. Where was I going with this? You just, Sean O'Malley was minus 260. Pedro's plus 220. I definitely feel like Sean's going to win. I just don't know if he's going to get the finish. Yeah. So, here's my keys to victory for these guys. Sean O'Malley, stay on the outside, sit on his bike, do what he did to Thomas Almeida, let Pedro keep coming forward because that's what Thomas Almeida did too. Same thing as Chris Montino. All these guys come forward on Sean. Which you have to do. You can't let him sit on the outside and try to kickbox with him. He's just too long. So you got to put pressure on him. Sean stays on his bike. If his cardio lasts for 15 minutes, he's going to win the fight. Now, 
Pedro Munoz, on the other hand, if he can pressure him, and I'm telling you as a game plan, you know you're going to get a hit. You know Sean is fast. You know he's explosive. Um, he's got good leverage. Pedro Munoz is not a wrestler. He's not going to take Sean down unless he trips on a banana pill. I would be highly surprised if he can take him down because um, he's not he's not a wrestler. Right. Anyone he's submitted normally shoot on, shot, has shot in on Pedro after Pedro has hurt them, either with a front kick to the body or hitting him with the hands like he did to Rob Font, caught him with the right hand or a left hook, spun Rob around. Rob came in, shot in after doing the chicken dance, shot in, got caught in the guillotine and was tapping before the choke was even fully on, which was crazy. That just shows the squeeze Pedro Munoz has. That was the one thing I was worried about Damn. when we fought. I was like, this guy's not getting a hold of my neck. And if he does, you freak out and you move. I don't need to find out if this guy has a special squeeze or not. I'm good on that. But you two, like, had a war. Yeah, but the war was a little more one-sided, though. You, Yeah, for you. Yeah, in my favor. It was, But it was striking, mostly. Yeah, the whole fight was pretty much striking. The only time I shot was to break up the, the rhythm to have him respecting the takedown. That's before I had the surgery on my wrist. So anytime I grabbed his leg, if he just pulled me up, I couldn't pull with his hand, which is my power hand. So I couldn't actually follow oh. through with my takedown. So it wasn't like his takedown defense was so good. It was nah. just your your wrist wasn't working. Yeah, yeah. So if we were to go now, like Dang. I'm pretty sure I'd take him down all day long at this point. Um, I obviously have to be careful of my neck. So that's the only thing. But it'd just be smart entries. Now, Pedro, if he takes note of Montino, takes note of Thomas Almeida, all these guys who chase him, and Pedro's going to be slower. He's not the fastest bantamweight. But when these guys pressure him and Sean O'Malley starts going left, right, left, right and bouncing from side to side using lateral footwork, which is what he should do in a cage, in a circular cage, octagon, whatever you want to call it, chop the legs down on Sean O'Malley on every single exit. So you start up top, you know he's going to shake you like he's crossing you up on a basketball court. You know he's going to shake you out your shoes, right? It's hard to track. So he's going to be throwing the jab, getting out of the way, ah, ah, sticking and moving. So now when you try to cut him off and every time he sticks and he moves, his legs are there to be taken, if that makes sense. Because you can't pull your body back and your legs back at the same time unless you jump backwards. So if you want to stick and commit to a cross and pull your body back, just notice, just try this at home. You throw the cross and then you're long. So you try to pull your head back so that you don't get hit with a, a, a counter left hook or something like that. Now your legs are stuck in somewhat the mud, as we will say, because you're 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 planted, you you committed, you pivoted, everything. It's like if I threw a jab, it would be a lot a lot easier for me to stick the jab and then get out of there. So when you whenever you throw a cross, your legs are kind of vulnerable. Basically yes, is what you're saying because you're you're pivoting. Yeah, you're, at least at least if you're not throwing just a straight arm mm -hmm. arm punch. But if you pivot on the cross, which Sean does a lot when guys are circling and trying to chase him down, and he'll try to circle out, he'll go left, right, left, right, whatever he does, and he'll shake you out, and then he'll try to pivot on a hard shot, plant and then spin and get out of there. But now when you do that, as you step and turn, your legs are there to be taken. Sean is not going to grapple with you. So every time he does that, take the free kicks. Chop the legs down. And I'm not saying this is how you beat Sean because he says, you know, all oh, people saw that one thing happen with me and Cheeto. They think my legs are vulnerable. I'm like, no, nah, that's not it. But that's the only vulnerability you have shown. You're tall. So something's got to give. You can't have all the speed. You can't have the height. You can't have the reach advantage. You can't have the power. You can't have all these things. It's like a big target. Yeah. It's his legs. Yes. Because he gets out of the way so elusive. Because most guys, what do they do? They box. They start mm -hmm. swinging their hands right. crazy. So if he could get his legs 
into play and Pedro kicks hard. I was in the hospital with him from all the calf kicks that he gave me. Um, so yeah, it's, I think that would be his key to victory and try not to take too much damage and getting caught with those blinding shots because they come out of nowhere. 72 inch reach versus 65 inch reach. Come on, man. I can literally just sit here and poke at you from the outside all day long. So the, my only chance is covering, trying not to take too many shots coming in. Hopefully I could parry something. And then either I'm going to the body or I'm taking the legs. You got to have something that's paying dividends, putting money in the bank, and you got to go in there knowing, having that mindset, like this is the way the fight's going to be. He was beating um, Dominic Cruz until I think he dropped him the two times and then got too excited. Dominic Cruz came back in the second and third round, made the adjustments, and Pedro stopped kicking, and he ended up winning the fight. So what happens to a guy... If he's getting his legs kicked like that for like a round and a half, like what happens to Sean's like speed and ability to move around the cage? So he, he starts to lose that. Okay. You start to take that away from the guy. So now you take away the one thing that he's really good at, which is his footwork. Now, what does he have? He has to sit there and exchange with you. Now, again, having the reach is great, but you can't use the reach if a guy is in your face, clinching you up. And now that distance, you don't have the advantage of using that leverage. Now you're in here, you're trying to punch with these long-ass daddy long legs, Betty Spaghetti arms, but you can't because now the guy is in too tight. You need freight space. I mean, maybe he starts using elbows. We haven't seen that side of Sean O'Malley. Maybe he has that. Yeah. So it's just so, there's so many different ways this fight can go. But the favorite, which I agree with, is definitely Sean O'Malley. I think he has more tools to win. Um, maybe not tools. I think he's more gifted with his, and I, and I think that's maybe a, a wrong term. I think he's more talented. Like he has gifts, but he knows how to use them, and he because he works hard. Sure, so I yeah. think he's he's gifted, um, and he has the perfect like body type for this division. I think uh, with most guys that are like five seven and under, I'm like not even that tall, but I'm considered big for bantamweight. And I think for Pedro, he's got his toughness. He's got a good guillotine, good choke. He's got good leg locks, and but he's not a good wrestler. So it's like, um, and I know they could probably say, well, you've never really seen his wrestling. I'm like, you show me his wrestling to, to say that he is a good wrestler. Mm -hmm. That's like saying Ortega is a good wrestler. We've seen his wrestling. is it, this is almost non-existent. Like, he doesn't really shoot for the legs. Pedro doesn't shoot for the legs. So um, mm. it's a very interesting fight, fun fight. I think O'Malley should win, but if Pedro could do those things... I think it makes it very interesting come that third round, unless Sean gets him out of there before that, or maybe yeah. he catches him. Amali's got that. I mean, Pedro's got that nasty front kick that he hits on everybody, but he's kind of gotten away with it, away from it. Sure. I think maybe because he's probably banged up his feet a little too much, he doesn't want to go through that because it does not feel good. I used to throw a lot of front kicks. I kind of stopped doing it too. Yeah. But so I might have to get back to that. I I had this thought after Sean's last couple performances that he's kind of on like a Max Holloway trajectory where not in terms of how the career is going to play out, but like we we see Sean put up crazy amounts of volume in terms of like strikes thrown and landed. Do you think that that's like a fair take? Like, do you think because he's got such high output, such high cardio, he's he could end up being that kind of like elite level striker yeah. down the line? I mean, yes or no. I mean, the guys that Holloway did it to were credible guys versus the guys who right. who O'Malley's doing it to. It's like, dude, you, you fought a guy on short notice, Chris Montino, who used to fight at 25, came up to 35, and literally first debut fight. I mean, he was tough. Um, kudos to him. But his head was literally a pinata. 
I guess what I'm more asking is, do you think Sean has that level of striking in him that he could unlock down the line, like that we've seen Max kind of recently? I like, think like I think Max has recently achieved god level like combos and, and shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't think Pedro. I'm not Pedro. O'Malley doesn't really fight like that. I don't think. No. I feel like he's just more so sticking and moving. Okay. If you, when you when you watch his fights, mm-hmm. I'm not saying he can't do that. He could be that guy, but I don't think he really wants to get in the mix. He's like smart. He was like, I don't want to take damage. I want to touch people up, people up, knock them out, get in, get out, make my money and go. Which is a smart approach. <laughs> I mean. Max it's funny gets in these that's wars, exactly man. Exactly how he fights. Yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. I think it's a good fight, though. I mean, we get to see more of O'Malley. I think during this one, I hope. But Pedro at plus two twenty, I I like the odds. If he can come out and stick it to everybody, that would be cool. But if O'Malley were to win, I think it's better for the bantamweight division in terms of having that hype machine guy kind of like having Connor in the division on a win versus if he were to lose early on in his career it kind of like deflates everything now you have the magnitude of O'Malley winning exactly yeah it's like this mystique oh who's O'Malley gonna fight next because you know that's how the fans are it's- oh 100% you but you have to win you can't lose yeah you you can only afford that loss after you've done like incredible accomplishments like exactly Connor, when he lost to Nate he had already been a champ was he double champ by then or no he that was between he had just beat aldo right so once you do the thing then you can afford that shot to your hype i think yeah 100 percent. kind of like izzy when he went up to 205 yeah and fighting blokovich blokovich blahovich one of those has to be right <laughs> blahovich um guys let us know who you think is going to win this fight between pedro munoz and sean o'malley in the comments because uh I'm, I'm taking o'malley but I'm not counting out Pedro. I do think there's a good opportunity if they come in with the right game plan and not just to put on a crazy show. I, I think if he comes in to win, I think he well, obviously everyone wants to win, but if he comes in with the mindset, I just want to entertain the fans. Hey, that might get it done. But for the most part, you have to have a proper game plan and know your opponent. And uh, I think if he comes in, takes those legs away and attacks the body, uh, you, you'll see O'Malley's hands dropping and that, that head would be easier to catch for Pedro. Um, real, who real quick. Uh, so the calf slicer, the Peruvian necktie. There are tons of ways to come out on top in the octagon, and for UFC 276, there's one more with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. New customers can bet five dollars on any fighter to win and get 100. Oh, is it just 100? I thought it was 150. Get $100 in free bets, win or lose. So. New customers bet $5 on any fighter to win and get $100 in free bets, win or lose. Whether it's out of signing with a knockout, um, kick or punch from Cannonier, you win no matter what. And with DraftKings, same game parlays, you can turn another small bet into a big payday. Combine multiple bets like which fighter will win, number of knockouts, and more. Use UFC 276. You can place a same game parlay, and if it hits, you'll win double. Your call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code FUNKMASTER. Bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win. Any fighter. And get $100 in free bets. No matter what. That's code FUNKMASTER. And that's at this Saturday's DraftKings Sportsbook. The official sports betting partner of UFC. Now, remember, there's minimum age and eligibility restrictions that apply. See notes for details. 
And the disclaimer, you must include the below the disclaimer in the show notes episode. If you or someone has a gamble problem, crisis, 100 gamble. <laughs> I used to love those a, commercials. I'm just going to put a picture of it on the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what was that? Oh, man. Um, so let's go back in the other uh, order. Israel Adesanya versus Jared Kenanier. Really fun fight. Um, we're using Tapology right now. Um, Izzy, 22-1, took a shot, 32 years old, um, 6'4", 80-inch reach. He's how old? 32. He's been around for a while. Kickboxing, though. He's I, thought, very, I don't very know young. why I thought you said 28, and I was like, he's only 28? Nah, nah. I was about to say. Coming off of a win over Robert Whitaker, Marvin Vittori, lost to Blahovich at 205, trying to uh, get a second belt. And then maybe making the John Jones fight a, a reality. But lost that one. Before that, Stallone, Paul Acosta. Um, lackluster performance, but smart performance from Izzy against Yoel Romero. Knocked out Robert Whitaker to unify the belt. And winning the interim title against Kelvin Gastelum. And beating Anderson Silva before that. So he's got a sick resume. Yeah. So for people call him boring, it's just like, what are you talking about? Like, uh, what do you want from a fighter? Just go out there and knock guys out all the time. And now people are starting to say Izzy isn't an interesting like character, in terms of like, uh, how do I like? He's just not. He's trying to be interesting all the time, but he's not. Like people don't, which is so. Weird. All statistics point to that is not true. Like yeah. people are just hating. I don't get it. I I thought the last fight was like a good fight. With um, it was Whitaker. exciting. Yeah. I thought it was a good fight. Yeah. Competitive. Like, what do you want from a fight? I don't... You, you, they wanted Whitaker to run into his fist like he did the first time and get knocked out. Whitaker realized, I can't do that again, and had a much smarter approach. Yeah. In and a fight. Almost pulled it out. Yeah. Like, Split decision, right? I think. Yeah, I think so. I thought Izzy won, but I can... I looked back at it really closely, and I could definitely see why people thought Rob won. I, I thought Rob... I wasn't sure who won, but I thought Rob was going to get the, the nod. For some reason, I was like, I feel like they're gonna give it to Whitaker. Dude, I, I, I was watching that fight with my buddies in the basement, and I was like, is he just four one robbed Whitaker? Like he just won four rounds. Like that's what I thought looking yeah. at it. But then looking back at it, it was a lot closer. <clears throat> yeah, really close fight. Like it appeared just like, cause, cause Rob's takedowns didn't amount didn't really, to anything. Yeah. So I was like, what did he do really? I always say if you get a takedown, it really depends on how you take the person down. Like, if I pick your ass up and I slam you down, if this was in the streets, bro, you hitting that pavement, touch the pavement. But if, and if you're, if you're scoring for damage first, I would think that actually would, the judges would look at that as damage. A big takedown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I would look at it, like, if you don't look at that as, like, what are we scoring fights on based on pretty much if we fought in the streets? I mean, that, that's essentially what it is. Um, but we, we try to give it some type of background. We're obviously not fighting on canvas, on a concrete, but if this was in the streets, who would win the fight if I would have picked your ass up and slammed your ass down to the canvas? Yeah. The fight's over. Yeah. You ever see those videos on YouTube where the guy gets picked oh, up over the head bro, there and was just a, slammed on the concrete? They, just, they, they don't move. Some kid got turned into like a quadriplegic oh, in like so this horrible. video where this bully just drop slammed him. It's terrible, and it was all over, like, it was all over, like, it was, like, in, like, New Zealand or something. Uh, when I was a kid, I just remember this viral, like, world star video of this big, fat bully just dropping this, like, skinny kid, and it fucked him up. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. 
It's pretty shitty. But yeah. Wow, Kenny is 5'11". He's 38 years old. I can't believe Omar he used to be a, uh, heavyweight. a light heavyweight, right? No, was heavyweight, light heavyweight, 205-er, and now 185-er. He fought in all four weight classes. Wait, light heavyweight is 205. Yes. That's, so that's three weight classes. Is it? I felt like he fought at one more. No. Super heavyweight. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy. He'd be so up. fat for that. Yeah. Uh, who do you have, honestly? Um, I... This one's tough. I mean, even with like the DraftKings, the odds they have Izzy as a huge favorite. He's minus three eighty. Kenanair is a plus three ten. Now Kenanair was kind of getting styled on by Robert Whitaker. So th- I mean, you can't do MMA math, but the way that that fight happened makes me feel like Adesanya should be able to touch him up safely and get out of there with Whitaker being a, a smaller guy. Whitaker used to fight at one seventy, right? And then he went up back up to one eighty five, and he hasn't lost since until he fought Adesanya. Twice and now. Now Izzy said he should go to 205. Who? Rob. Why? Because he's not going to fight uh, for a while. Uh, he's not going to get a title shot for a while. I mean, they just beat everybody up until they under, you can't be denied again for a third shot. I mean, that's what, that's the only thing you can do. Uriah Faber was famous for that. He had like he was the, the most title shot guy who never won the title, which I never understand. He won it in WEC. When we came to the UFC, he got all these title shots, beating all these contenders. And every time he got a title shot, he just kept coming up short. A little history. That sucks. Yeah, but sometimes it just goes like that. The guy at the top is just really good. He fought Burrell, I think, twice or once. Dominic Cruz, I think, twice. Um, yeah, just kept coming up short. It's going to be like all the guys at Bantamweight. They're just going to keep coming up short. Because <laughs> it's going to be you, and then it's going to be Mirab. It's gonna be law MMA for like a decade yeah. straight. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough, tough, uh, tough out for a lot of guys. Um, but with Cannonier, the way he beat Brunson, the way the Kelvin Gaslam fight went, the way he lost to Whitaker, and then what he did to Jack Hermanson, the ground and pound was so vicious. It wasn't even close that fight. And then Anderson Silva, one leg kick from him. He's just a powerful explosive human being. It's kind of like a, a more dangerous Yoel Romero. More dangerous. I, I would say because he if he takes you down, he's actually looking to punch a hole through your face. Where Romero would not really take you down, and if he did, he wasn't really he, didn't, he wasn't good at doing anything really on top. I mean, I don't really know much of Yoel Romero's fights, taking people down and finishing them on the ground. Hmm. This guy takes you down. His ground and pound is scary. So he has wrestling? I don't say he has wrestling, but I think he has solid MMA wrestling. I think he's big, strong enough where if he did get a hold of Issy, I mean, if Whitaker could get him down, who's not a traditional wrestler, why can't Cannonier, you know? That's actually that true. That would make the fight interesting. That I feel like he has to kind of have that in his game plan. Yeah, pushing him against the cage, slow him down. Yeah. If you let Izzy sit on the outside, it's kind of like that on Molly, touches and goes. You know what I mean? It's yeah. very similar styles. Lanky, he's not the most powerful guy, but he's super accurate. Slingshot, snipe you from the outside. So, but Izzy said, my game plan is to just fuck him up. Yeah. <laughs> so how, so break this down for me. How could Izzy fuck him up? Dude, I don't know what he means by this. It's like, when I, when I hear someone say, I'm going to like, I'm going to fuck you up. That's just like, I'm going to beat you down from post to post in there. Take you down, ragdoll you, beat you down on the ground. Let you stand back up, beat you down some more. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, yo, it's going to be a bad night for you. Um, if you just knock him out, 
Did you really fuck them up? I mean, you just knocked them out. I think so. But if you beat somebody down, like beat somebody down, like Font and Cheeto Vera, that was a beat down. Like that would say like, yo, I fucked you up, bro. Like I would use that terminology for a fight like that. Yeah. Even yeah. though Rob had his moments. No, he did fuck him up in that fight. Yeah. Like afterwards, I feel like Rob was a different person after that. Those knees, the spinning wheel kick, that, that, that fucked somebody up. Have That's... you ever taken damage like that? Just the Yon fight. The first one? The first one. But you didn't take damage like that. That I feel like the Yon fight was the first one was the most damage I've taken in a whole cumulative account for my entire MMA career from amateur to pro. Like the amount of times I've actually been like legitimately hit. I feel like I took all that from my entire career in that one fight. So like if you add up all the damage from all your fights before that, before that, that fight you had as much or more damage taken. Yes. Which is actually wild, which isn't that much though. It's not. I mean, when I look back at it, it's like, that's not terrible. But in terms of when I'm, my hands are down and he's hitting me with these clean shots. There was only a f- couple of those. Yeah, but still, that one, was a lot. One in the first round. A lot of the damage was from throws, I think. No, that, I mean, the, the throws and trips were like catching my leg and then just kicking my ankle out. That, those are like, if that was concrete, like I, that wouldn't even really do much to me. Okay. Yeah. The one where he picked me up and slammed me on my head, that would do a lot of damage to me. Yeah, shit. that would not be good. That's I'm probably not moving after that. If this was if that was a street fight, the fight's probably over right then and there. I'm asking because like, I'm I would I want to know what it's like to take that amount of damage. Since we were talking about Rob Font, like because yeah. you said that that changes you. It does. Like even like we were saying about Pedro Munoz, like all those wars he's been in, like for Font to take that much damage in that fight. I mean, again, he was beating up Cheeto too, but it was mostly like body shots or the shots he was landing up top weren't getting through super cleanly. But then the shots that Cheeto were landing towards the end of the round, they all happened at the end of the round, were damaging, big knees, spinning wheel kick. And then from there, vicious ground and pound, landing some elbows while he was on top. Those are shots that you can't really, like that's lacerations on your face, that's swelling, possibly broken orbital bone. You know, and I'm not saying that's what actually happened with the orbital bone, but those type of fights, man, those like really change you for for a while, if not for for life. People okay, think we go in there, we play. We don't play, man. Like this this sport is not like any other sport. Nah. So when people talk shit, oh, that fight wasn't exciting. It's like, dude, you don't know what it's like to be hit with any of these shots. And yeah. then obviously, they're gonna say, people are gonna say, well, no one told you to do it. No one told you to do your job either. But you sit there and complain. I'm not. I don't tell you you're shitty at your what job. What do you mean? But that's not. I don't. I just feel like that when people say that, it literally has no relevance to any conversation ever. Yeah, it's just like because what get do you it. mean? People told you. People didn't tell you to do it. Like, but I think, I think like fans when they complain about a fight, it's like for. I always look back at like the Francis versus Cyril fight. Like fans were complaining it was boring, and I'm like, that's like the perfect fight to me, because. You had a guy who's known for landing bombs and a guy who's known for like tactical striking, and the guy who, who's known for landing bombs wrestled for the first time and won. Yeah, like that was just a crazy turn of events. And if on you one actually leg. follow the sport, yeah, he had both knees were injured. Yeah, but so, one was actually like torn. I thought I think he tore both. I don't know. When I talked to Eric, one I know for sure. One oh, okay, was torn. okay, yeah. yeah. Well, then you're probably right. But like that storyline, I'm like, if that's not entertaining to you. Then you're not a real fan. You just you just like 
You just like the highlights. Yeah. Which is cool too, but don't you can't start like talking shit to the fighters. Like I, I just don't understand that. Like you could do it like if you went to a basketball game and someone missed a shot and you want to say boo, like you suck. Like I get people like get emotionally charged, but at the same time, people forget like, yo, we don't play. Like what happens to us in a win and loss is life changing sometimes. That's that's why I just wish sometimes people were a little bit more respectful. Like if you go to Japan and they watch the yeah. you watch they don't is pin drop silent. You pass guard from full guard and you do one little pass and get to a half guard position. Yo, they're clapping, bro. Cause they're educated and understanding of what's going on. They understand the art and the simple nuances of what it takes to let the fight transpire. Like they understand, they get it from a traditional standpoint. Cause obviously I think martial arts kind of began somewhat for the most part over there. Most of them. Yeah. So I think when they see that, they understand, they, they're just a lot more respectful, man. Us over here, we're just rowdy, freaking crazy Americans. It's like barstool just, culture at the MMA. Yeah, it's insane. The UFC I'm, event. I'm not saying you can't like banter a bit, but it's like when people say fights are boring, it's just like, what, what do you mean? Like, I understand something could be boring. Like someone just sits on the cage and does absolutely Rose nothing. versus Carla, that's a boring fight. Yes. But if and two people are going at it and they're figuring it out and... No one, it's not stand and bang like you had hoped it would be. Yeah. Just a, that's, but that MMA isn't just that. It's not just the, the highlights that go viral. It's like all of it too. The chess. Right. The Izzy versus Yoel Romero trying to figure out what strike to throw so I don't get caught with something else with a, a bomb from your, um, the Cuban missile. Yeah. Of, uh, Romero. Like you're watching an expert chess master striker. Physically. Figure out. Like, you're watching him in real time try to figure something out. Yeah. That should be appreciated. It should be, but it's not. <laughs> but it should be. But uh, I, do, I do wish there was a little bit more um, understanding from from a majority of the fans. And again, some people aren't going to be your cup of tea because not everything's for everybody. The guys who push people against the cage aren't going to be exciting for everybody else. But Styles make fights. You get your favorite fighters. Watch them. And if they can't figure that out, then it's like, yo, bro, you had eight weeks to do it, 10, 12 weeks, that's on your fighter, you know? They can't be mad at them for taking away your guy's best attributes, which is striking. Like, Pideon, all you did was hug his back. I'm like, bro, I punched that guy in his head multiple times, elbowed his head a couple of times as well, and threatened the choke. The guy couldn't do anything. He was the one just trying to survive. And if anything, like, respect to Pideon for, like, not getting subbed. Exactly. Not disrespect to Aljo for not subbing him. Yeah, I'm like, I don't get it. I'm like, Pideon actually had really good defense, which I was actually surprised by um, because he had so much time to work on it from the first fight to then the fight with Corey Sanhagen that I was supposed to fight on. So he had all this time to work for me while I'm recovering from a surgery. That's what I was saying to all these people like in comments and shit. They're like, like when they, they'll be like, oh, Aljo can't wrestle. He was two for 17 or whatever. I'm like, yo, Pideon just has actually great defense he was very well prepared for these fights and not every takedown was meant to actually take him down it was to break up his rhythm because if i just didn't shoot unless i knew i was going to get the takedown just imagine what that looks like if you take away the other 20 shots that i took that i didn't get even though i did get i got three i got one in the fourth round as well um you take away the other takedowns then the fight's majority all stand up and kickboxing which favors jan not that i can't strike with him i showed i can strike with him in the first fight but predominantly, he's going to be the better, cleaner, more accurate striker. I would rather take the fight 
where I know it's going to be, where I'm having, making sure he's thinking about the takedown so he doesn't unload the way that he would normally unload if it was just anybody else that he was just standing up with when he's fighting Uriah Faber and he does this and then Uriah taunts back with him and then he comes and just blasts him in the face and then drops him. I'm like, nah, dude, I'm good. I'm smarter than that. Way smarter than that. Yeah, but, just being careful. Yeah, and that's why, I mean, I think Izzy's going to have a great fight. I think Kenny is going to have a great fight. But I can see this going really one-sided towards Izzy and kind of him just shutting down Cannonier from beginning to end. But if Cannonier can get a hold of him and at least somewhat, because he's not like Sean O'Malley, like bouncing on his feet, but he has good footwork, pivoting, getting out of there. But if he can press him against the cage, kind of like the way Marvin Vittori did and get his man strength on him, I think Cannonier can have some success. Um, and we might see Adesanya with a little bit of uh, adversity here. Do you think there's any way Cannonier knocks out Izzy? I mean, always. There's always a puncher's chance. Like, do you see that happening? I mean, with Whitaker, the amount of... The the few millimeters that he was getting out of the way of Whitaker's attacks and then landing a, a perfect punch while slipping out of the way of a previous punch, that's insane. Cannonier's got a bigger reach. He ain't gonna do that against Cannonier like that. That would be... That's the difference between, like... Zig when you should have zag, and I think I don't think he's gonna be trying to fight like that when a guy has a much longer reach who can get to him. But is he smart? He's gonna gauge it. He's gonna see what he can do, where he can get hit from, and where he can hit from. Okay, cool. So it's so an interesting fight. Do you, so your official predictions, Izzy? Um, uh, I'm going with Izzy. Yeah, me too. I think I think Izzy. This is his fight to lose, and this is a great opportunity for Kenanair to shock the world. That'd be sick. And again, DraftKings minus three eighty for Adesanya, and Kenner is a plus three ten. And now we got Volkanovski versus Holloway, the trilogy. Really good fight. Super excited for this one. Him and um, Holloway Volkanovski three. Now the second one, I felt like Max won, but here we are. I also thought Max won. Now this is a quick turnaround though for Volkanovski in terms of a five round fight. Yeah, he just he he fought when you fought. Yeah, and I was I was looking at it. I was like, maybe I should try to jump on that car too. And then I was like, nah, that's just crazy. Another twenty five minute fight. That's, that's, I feel like that's a little too soon, man. I want to enjoy the summer yeah. a little bit. And he also has that momentum. Of he's had the title for a while. He's going. He's going. You just got it after this huge thirteen month thing. So yeah, it's not like you need to. You don't. It's not normal to come back that quick. It's not. Usually guys fight once a year as champion because 25 minutes is a very long time, guys. Um, he beat Korean Zombie. I haven't even watched it yet. I got to watch that fight to see how one-sided it really was. It was, yeah. It was I heard bad. it was pretty bad. Terrible. And before that, he beat Ortega in a really good fight where Ortega had some good moments where I feel like Ortega had no moments with Max Holloway. So... He beat Jose Aldo. He beat Holloway twice. Split decision, unanimous decision. It's a good fight, man. What he did to Mendez. Now look at Mendez. Jacked his shit fighting for beer knuckle fighting. Yeah, he's dead. I wonder, what's, oh, I wonder what that's like. He's crazy. I wonder what he's on. Cause, uh, no, I, like, shout out to Chad Mendez. Yeah, he's he like so jacked, savage, bro. bro. It's crazy. Hit that man and sent him to... Like, I want to be on whatever he's on. <laughs> Max is only 30. What's the Holloway? What's uh what's Volkanovski? I bet he's 31. 34. 33. Dang. Max is only 30, bro. He got to the UFC, I think, at 20 when he made his debut against um Dustin Poirier. Right here. And he's only 4 0. 
When he got in, no, wait, yeah, one, two, three, four, no, when he got into the UFC. I think Max is going to win this fight. If he wins this, the entire universe gets thrown upside down on his head, bro. It's like when, uh, that'll be like when Luke beat Darth Vader and there was that big, like, galaxy <laughs> party in Star Wars. Yeah. The whole galaxy is going to be celebrating. This is going to be a very interesting one. I don't know, because... Like what? What's gonna be different? I feel like some of these get one of these guys gotta just go for it and say fuck it. Like I'm trying to end all doubt. Like both fights, split decision, unanimous. That doesn't remove all doubt because they were both controversial. Both should have been split, in my opinion. And um, here we are again. Like if Max wins, what do you do? Do you run it back for a fourth time? And unfairly, I think if Max wins. The UFC is going to move on and give him somebody else and not give Volkanovski a chance to, to get a rematch. 100% that's what they're going to do. I mean... I'm calling it right now. If yeah, Max wins, I don't they're think not they doing like a Volk fight. that much. Yeah, for whatever reason. I mean, I I just don't think he's... Not that as, they don't as, like him. It's, he's just not the draw that he's they not, would like yeah. him to be. Yeah. They would like Max to be back in that spot. Yeah, I think... Shout out to Volk, though, but I just think every... Like, it would be a feel-good story. Yeah, just keep doing this thing. It's like, no matter what you do, I'm going to still keep winning, baby. But this is a fun fight, man. I don't, I don't know. I mean, Max dropped him twice in that second fight, too. Bro, and since and since that second fight, Max has been like, he's. Uh, I feel like he's ascended to a different level. Well, the Yair fight was insane. The, Kata kite, the um, Calvin Cater fight was... I don't know if anyone's ever going to land that amount of significant strikes again that was nuts to watch in history you got josh emmett waiting right there after beating emmett and uh i mean beating cater in a split decision so i don't know man there's a lot of fun fights at this weight class right now there's a lot of fun fights right now but what happens so volk is number one pound for pound right now or number two right yeah so if max beats him does that make him number two i think it puts him right back in there which is crazy because what happens when you're number two and the guy who was just number two is the second best guy in your division and he can't get a title shot? I don't know, man. It's a tough, it's a tough spot to be in. But it's so crazy. Volk loses, man. I feel bad for him because I think it's going to be a long road back. And not even long. Let me not say that. I think it's going to be a tough road back because he's going to have to be fighting the guys like Josh Emmett. He's got Yair Rodriguez right there. Um and it's not for pay-per-view money. And it's not for pay-per-view money anymore. So, But Volk has to be so confident. And Evloev is there too. The guy who just beat um, Ige. He's undefeated. Yeah. So there's a lot Sadly. of tough guys coming up at 145, man. This, this weight class is waking up. But how... how He must know something we don't. For him to be like, I'm going to come back in June after, a, after that fight in April. Yeah. Against the most formidable opponent I've ever had or am ever going to have in my career and i have the title like i have so much to lose but i'm still like he must either he's just super confident or he knows something we don't or like i want to i wonder why he made that decision because max isn't coming off a fight in april like i feel like max kind of has that advantage yeah he's had a really good break but going through a whole training camp yeah it's tough man it's not that easy even if you didn't take that much damage the training camp sometimes is just the damage in itself Max last fought in November. So he had a really good time just relaxing, getting married. He's probably in a really good mental headspace. Um, sometimes the break is good for you. Sometimes getting right back in it could be good for you too. So what if Volkanovski comes out and starches Max? Then everyone's just like, oh, what do you do then? 
What do you do then? I can't see that happening, but what do you do then? Hopefully Max hasn't been sparring and let his body recover, let his brain recover so that he can be in the trenches with Volkanovski and give it his best shot. Because I, I would like to see someone have a definitive end in this one or a definitive fight where it's like, now he definitely won. Not yeah. like so back and forth where you're like, well, he landed one more leg kick than he did, one more punch. Yeah, where like, you have that's to stupid. pick it apart like that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. dude, that's a, at that point, just call it a freaking draw. Don't say there's a winner or loser because then it's just stupid. Because yeah. anyone could just look at it and go, well, this is what I saw and I think this is why he won. I was like, what are you doing? If it's that close, it's a draw, man. But whatever. Yeah. Um. What is the order? What is this again? Okay, so DraftKings Sportsbook, they have this at... One minus 195 for Volkanovski and a plus 165 underdog for Max Holloway, which is, means they think this is going to be a really close competitive fight again, which I agree with. Um, who do you guys it. think is going to win this trilogy, man? Do you guys think Max gets it done finally, officially? Because st- some people still consider him the champ. Or do you guys think Volkanovski closes the door? 0-3, I don't think there's going to be a four fight. At that point, I don't want to see your but if face the, again. What bro. if the fans want to see it? If it if it goes and Mac and Volk wins, I don't want to see a four fight. No, but if Max wins and the fans, oh, that's different. No, I'm saying it. if Volk wins and closes the door with zero and three, you can't really do another fight. That's no, it's just like no, no, insane no. to me. No, like bro, just call it quits, man. Then ah, it's, there's so much riding on that fight, actually. A lot for both guys. Yeah, career wise, good for this that. is right. like and legacy wise, and because if Max wins. It shows that, okay, he should have been the champ the whole time, and he was the champ the whole time. Because that's what people are going to say. That's just what people do. Uh, same thing with people are saying, well, you were never the champion. They would tell me that about the first Jan I'm like, bro, call it whatever you want. But at the end of the day, my name goes down in history books, so SMD. <laughs> and and now Volkanovski, if he doesn't win, that's now people are going to be questioning him, questioning whether he should have been the champion at all and all his title defenses. That's just what people do. I don't do Which that. Which is crazy because he's put on legendary fights. Yes. That's why I don't, I don't do that. Like, don't he's been that. so entertaining, honestly. Yeah. The the Ortega fight? Are you nuts. kidding me? I watched that live. You were there? Yeah, that was crazy. He was Where in that was triangle. That? I think it was in Vegas. In that triangle, and I was like, oh my God, this fight's over. In that triangle, guillotine. Triangle and then the guillotine. I was like, nah, this fight's over. That, that fight was like <sighs> crazy up and down emotions. dude oh my god it was never boring yeah so like that when you can't discredit and he won yeah he had he should have lost that fight so many times yeah it just goes to show you what Volk is made of man yeah. tough dude savage um the next one we're gonna do and the last one is actually Sean Strickland versus Pereira uh DraftKings let's see where we're at where are these guys? Strickland is a plus 100 favorite, and Pereira is a minus 120. No, no, no. I said that backwards. Strickland is a plus 100 underdog. Wow. And Pereira is a minus 120 favorite. How is Strickland an underdog in an MMA fight against I, a kickboxer? I guess the way Pereira's been putting guys out at 5-1. and one. He's only 5-1, and one, bro. Bro, and that's he's 34. So, Pereira, I just can't understand that. He has an 80-inch reach. He's 34 years old. He's 6'4". His record is 5-1. Um, the one fight he lost in MMA was his debut. No. Yeah, his debut against a guy named Quimelo, Quimil Otoni. Rear naked choke round three. And I'm pretty sure he was probably kicking his ass. <laughs> then he went back to kickboxing and beat Izzy. which is- So, yeah. Well, he beat Izzy by decision. 
He beat Dustin Jacoby by knockout round one. Wow, this guy's a savage, bro. Oh, he beat run. Izzy, yeah, by decision. Yeah, the decision. And then, then he, he knocked, knocked him, him out. But so here's my thing: if him and Izzy fight, it I feel like it'll end up being just like a kickboxing fight. I feel like Izzy kind of alluded to that this is MMA and these are small gloves, and I think he's kind of getting that like, don't just think we're gonna just stand up and strike. So what? So what's Izzy gonna do? Start wrestling? Tie What's Izzy gonna do? I don't do think an armbar or some shit. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's gonna like shoot to take him down, but I think he'll press him against the cage, try to get him tired, foot stomps, knees, um, control him, get him tired, then try to gas pedal him on the feet, and then try to knock him out that way. I think that would be the smarter approach. This guy seems like he's just a beast of a man. He hits these guys with these punches that look like they're in slow motion, but he connects. And these guys just fall down. Yeah. It's like a, almost like a domino just flicking it over. It, That's it what is, it looks like. It is crazy. And um, then if he loses, it, let's say they both win and then they fight. If Alex loses, they're going to just toss him to the side. That's, yeah. They built him up just for that fight. <laughs> yeah, so he got, he's got big shoes to fill. He's got to beat a tough Sean Strickland, who is a gamer, who primarily just jabs, um, talks during the fight. I think he needs to get back to that I don't give a F attitude and kind of just really just in your face kind of thing because that's what I think has gotten him to where he's at. The fight with Jack Hermanson, I feel like he was just kind of a little, what would you call it, lack, lack of days ago. And just kind of, I feel like he did the bare minimum where he could have opened up a lot more in that fight against Hermanson. And to Hermanson's credit, he looked well prepared in that one and was actually kind of pushing the pace. And that was a split decision. He's like, ah, oh, I fall like a pussy. That's what uh, he is kind of a savage, like the way he just talks. I don't know if that's honestly. I don't know if it's for show. He did tell me to my face that he thought I was going to lose the fight, and he he gave me props, and I was like, "Good." That is I like I like when people do that. Yeah, I, I can I can accept that all day long. I mean, we're not like boys or anything, but I think there's a respect factor. He's a big ass dude, though. Yeah, his nickname is Tarzan. Like he's he's a giant. But his reach, 76, he's 6'1", and he's 31 years old. So this is going to be a tough fight for him. I do think that. But Pereira's a beast, man. I'm telling you, when this guy hates guys, I don't know if you've seen the fights where he knocked these guys out. Oh, um, 100%. He fought the Greek guy, Andreas Michelides, flying knee knockout in round two. Literally looked like he just tapped him, and this guy just went flying. Like, just felt like he went flying. Just like, ah, wee. Yeah. Is out. Have you seen his kickboxing highlights? No. Yeah. I got I to gotta check that out. They're crazy. And I got to watch the countdown. I want to watch the countdown. That always gets me hyped for the fight. Yeah, true. They do a good job. Yeah. I got to learn some of that <laughs> that editing. And then uh, Bruno Silva, when he knocked this guy out too. Oh, no, no. This was a decision. Oh, this is the one where he grappled him. He like grappled him a ton, right? I felt I thought he knocked him out for some reason. Yeah, decision. How do you go from this guy to Sean Strickland? I think it was very dominant, but I feel like it was very close in the beginning, and then it was very one-sided. If I remember correctly, because I think he hurt him. But, yeah. Hmm. Either way, man, this is, this is a fun fight. We get to see if Pereira's the real deal or not. They're fast-tracking the hell out of him and trying to get the juice out of that squeeze. And he wins this. He looks good. I think he's getting a title shot. I think the UFC's got to make the fight just to preserve him from losing. So I think this is the safest fight that they could possibly get him, where it's like, okay, you're fighting a striker, even though Strickland can grapple. But 
I think he's vulnerable to chokes, but Strickland can grapple. He gets on top. He's nasty. He's mean on top when he's ground pounding guys in the gym. Beast. But I think this is a winnable fight for Pereira where he could potentially send Strickland to the gulags as well. And if he does that, um, I think they would like to save him and not risk him losing. Oh, so if Sean wins, does he get a title shot? I think that, yeah, I think he's either one is new blood. I think I, the winner of this is propelled into that title shot conversation. I really think the, the performance is where it's really at. If it's a good performance, I think whoever wins comes out on top, gets that shot. I would, I would like to see either one. Honestly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Now, even looking at this, a couple of notables that some fun fights Barbarina versus Robbie Lawler, Brad Riddell versus Jalen Turner. Oh, um, Ian McGarry versus Gabe Green. I'm not sure who Gabe Green is. It's Miller Ian, versus Ian Cerrone. Huh? Not McGarry. It's just Gary. Oh, wow. Ian <laughs> Gary, not McGarry. He fights, he's fighting a lot. Ian yeah, Gary. 170 also. Um, People hate on him, though. I don't get it. He's undefeated in the UFC. Yeah, Uriah Hall versus uh, Andre Muniz. That'll be good. Yeah, this guy Muniz is doing pretty freaking solid right now. Beat Eric Anders on bar. Ronaldo Silva inverted on bar. Uh, Fabinski on bar. Decision. Renick choke. Dana White contender series. This guy is a savage right now. He wins this. He's probably next in line for a title shot conversation too. Or maybe fighting the winner of Pereira versus Strickland. Wait, wasn't he fighting... Uh... Chris Weidman? That was Uriah Hall. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one who Chris... Chris beat him twice. He knocked him out. Actually, it was once. He knocked him out on the regional circuit, and then they had this rematch, and see, this is when they fought. Oh, wow. And Chris was 4-0 at the time. 2-0, actually. Chris was 2-0. Yeah, and then he was supposed to have the rematch, which was like years later, and then the leg situation. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, my sleeper fight, I think, is Brad Riddell versus Jalen Turner. I think this fight is going to be a bomb burner. Facts. I think that one's going to be insane. Jalen Turner comes to scrap. Brad Riddell's a savage, too. Looking forward to this one. Yeah, that'll be good. And actually, Favola beat Turner, too, which is wild. That's dope. I'd like to see Favola get back in the mix. Well, he's still handling the whole contract situation, so hopefully... That gets resolved sooner rather than later, and then uh, they can get moving on that. Facts. Um, so other than that, guys, if you have any questions, uh, drop them in the comments. We're about to head out to the gym, get some work in. Thank you guys for always tuning in. Um, if you like my shit, subscribe to my shit. Or spinning back fist, baby. Mother funker. Funk you up, baby. All that. Peace. <laughs>